I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Hello and welcome to the US Open edition of the DraftKings podcast. I'm joined as ever by Matt Vincenzi. Matt, hello. Hey Tom, third major of the year already. This uh, season's going by pretty quick. It's pretty wild, isn't it? It is, it is wild how uh, quickly it's going past. Um, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I feel like I'm just like life has just passed me by, and I'm, my life is built around a golf schedule now, which is not ideal. Um, <laughs> and I just think, ah, oh, there's literally only one major after this, and all of a sudden, like the season's effectively over if that happens. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting, but. I guess, is there anything, first of all, that you're thinking about the Canadian Open? Because we're recording at, so what is it over there? It's 145 1, Eastern time for you. Yep. Is there anything that you're kind of looking at the Canadian Open that's going to affect what you do next week? Not too much. Um, not too much. I, I, don't really, I don't really think it's relevant to you. Uh, no, not unless... One of the people that I have in mind, as we'll talk about later on, decides to really shit the bed on, like maybe on the back nine or something, and suddenly one part of their game looks dramatically off. But I think everyone that I kind of had in mind for next week that was playing has done everything that I wanted them to do this week already. So um, I don't think it's a significant factor for me. If one of them wins, then I guess you've got the you've got the question of does a win encourage me or does a win put me off? They go right back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Canadian Open, that was probably my worst DraftKings week of the year. I was due for a bad one. And I will say a lot of it, I think, um, was not that it's an excuse, but just I didn't know the course well enough. And I I kind of just fell under the trap of everyone saying it was going to be a birdie fest and a but, wedge fest. And I... But that's the thing. Like, I, I don't, and look, we're going to touch upon this now with, you know, Los Angeles Country Club in a minute. Like, we don't know the golf course. And actually, Los Angeles Country Club is even harder because it's so exclusive, right? So. We've got a lot of already taken in some content over the last couple of days, and there's already conflicting opinions about it um, mm-hmm. in the sense of what you can do off the tee and things like that. So, yeah, I, th- I think I wasn't good at Canadian Open. Obviously, Hatton could still potentially win. He's 10 under right now. Um, I don't think he's going to win with all the people in front of him, but he could go. I mean, um, me and Brad were talking about CT. We bet CT Pound in the end on the uh, Tuesday show. So oh, hopefully that comes in, but um, just with Rose and Rory and people behind, I think it's gonna be a tough one. So there was a couple of I think there was a couple of highlights of things that we did right, but ultimately just a tough week. Chaz went really low today. Um, he's fin- he's tied for 19th right now, so that was a pretty good play at 7100. Glover I think is in the top 20. Uh, my favorite 6K play, but I I got it wrong up top, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, my Snedeker play was not good. Um, so. Let's go into the US Open then. Obviously, we've had we've had the winner in John Rahm. We didn't have well, you obviously had Brooks Kepka at, at the PGA, so we've already got the two major winners under the belt. Um, probably this is probably the least confident I've felt. I'm going to get that straight out of the straight out of the way, uh, and I think that's because of the golf course, Matt. Like, and maybe it's because of the damage I just suffered at the Canadian Open as to why like just getting that wrong and getting the idea of what the course is going to be wrong like is that going to happen at Los Angeles Country Club but I think also you've got a lot of 
trends and, and things that you see in US Opens, USGA, USGA set golf courses up pretty similar for the US Open every year. Like, do we have things that we can just rely on even if the course is different? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the same as a Canadian Open because there's so many different factors in a new course in a Canadian Open where, like, there has been that many of them recently. Haven't seen this course, but US Open is a US Open. Like, you know, we've hit US Opens in the past without knowing the course all that well. So I think I think it's a different different uh, thing entirely. But I, I do agree with you that, that you said you're a little less confident on this one, and I definitely am. I really, really thought Ram was going to win the Masters, so did you. And then at the PGA Championship, I was all over that Northeast narrative, which ended up really coming through, and that's where my Brooks and uh, Bryson plays came from. Um, this week, I'm I'm a little less less sure. Um, I do think it's probably going to be a big name that wins it, which is you know isn't going on a limb here. But um, golf course, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, this, look like we you got the Masters winner. We got first, second, and fourth at the PGA. Like, it's gone well so far. I think, like you said, we've already due a not a bad one. I just think it's just at some point the the run ends, right? Um, so that's getting all the excuses out of the way. But this is a California course and a George Thomas course by location and personnel only. I think like there's no similarities in terms of like the grass types here. It's all Bermuda rough and uh, bent grass greens rather than power and uh, Kikuya like all, for all the talk that we had about kind of like Max Homer being having all this California form and all those sort of things like this isn't playing out to be a California test no oh, yeah I agree I think that's uh, a good point I mean could he still feel comfortable here because the proximity to kind of where he lives it's just like, li- like living in LA is going to be great or like being around LA right but like is it so that what is it like we're going to find out with Max Homer is it he loves being closer to home or is it he actually likes the agronomy and everything of the golf course yeah absolutely um I, I don't like him anyway but no. um <laughs> it, yeah it, it's a good uh it, it's a good question I, I do feel I th- think we know a little bit about it I mean we know the fairways are a little bit wider than we've seen at recent U.S. Opens yeah um we know the rough might not be quite as long I know the Bermuda gets pretty sticky and, it, and it's tough to play from there but I don't think this is going to be one of those U.S. Opens where you have to hit it 330 down the, right down the middle every single time. The the kind of so the things I had so like Andy Lacker does it inside golf podcast. He sort of said that like this will be unlike Oak Hill where you're almost better off being 20 yards off target than two yards off target because of the way the rough was set up. He thinks you will get punished here for wider shots. But then I've heard others say that like on Pat Murray's podcast that that maybe it doesn't matter. Like that, you can still you know take driver everywhere, and not be too stressed about it. A little bit like Augusta. So that in itself is already conflicting information. They're ultimately, we're looking for someone that is going to be confident hitting the driver, even if they are you know a bit wild with it. Yeah, I think Augusta might be a little bit of a. I know people don't like when you use that as, that as a comparison, but I think the fairways you have to be a solid driver. But I do think the fairways a little bit wider. Um, I do think around the green is going to be really important because you look at these big greens and the, how they're sloping and um, really undulating. So I do think you have to be pretty creative around the green. The bunkers are definitely a defense of the course. Um, you know, you'll that uh, the, the barrancas you'll hear a million times. Hmm. But I, I think you could have a kind of a, a good around the green game and have to you know work for some tough pars. Yeah, I think I think I guess the around the green thing. Like, do we think they can putt it a bit more? Than before, so is it going to be a bit more creative, like St Andrews and Augusta, and it is going to be like a Oak Hill where there was a bit more kind of up and down play. 
Yeah, I think from what I've understood, it's going to be a mix of all those things. Like yeah. I think some holes you get thicker rough, some holes you, you get the you get the uh, shaved runoff areas. Um, some holes is mostly bunkers. So I just think you got to kind of have all. I think it's gonna be more of a total test. Where in the past we've seen just like the longest hitters tend to do do the best. I think you got to have a full tee to green game here. Do you final question then on the course or the setup? I guess. Do you lean into people that have just been better at U.S. Opens in general, or do you lean towards people that are just in good current major form, i.e. Brits Koepka has been ultimately brilliant at U.S. Opens and Shuffle has been ultimately brilliant at U.S. Opens without winning one. Do we look at those types of players more, or do we look at people that have just been playing like a Hovland who's been in the final group, penultimate group and final group of the last three majors? I think both, and I definitely think that... Um... The narrative of people who have played well in recent majors doing well. I mean, I, th- I think like last year, looking back on it, I was like, we should have just took all the players who were good in the previous major because those are the ones who show up and win the next one. And so, so Niall Lyons and I was checking did did a, a part on this, right? So Fitzpatrick won last year. He was fifth at the PGA, the the major before. John Rahm uh, won in twenty twenty one. He was eighth at the PGA before. DeChambeau twenty twenty fourth at the PGA before. Woodland won eighth at the PGA before. Um, and then Kepka, 8th, 13th for the PGA, 11th for the Masters. Dustin Johnson, he was 4th at the Masters before winning this. Spieth won the Masters before winning this. Martin Keimer was the outlier. He was 31st at the Masters before winning the US Open. But when you look at it, that was his best ever Masters performance, and mm-hmm. by a decent amount. So although it wasn't a top 10, top 13 finish, like it was a good finish for him. Um, and then Rose, 25th for the Masters. Simpson, 44th for the Masters. So as it's gone further back, it's got less important i guess but i think you've got to look at kind of like the schedule changes and 2019 2020 21 22 all saying eighth place finishes the week before or the major before um seems to be pretty significant yeah absolutely so if we pull up the the leaderboard for the pga yeah it's, it limits a lot of players like there's only, this is the 13 players that you could pick from if you just purely went with people that finished in the top 13 at the pga so it's kepka hovland scheffler bryson Kitsiyama, Cam Davis, Sepp Strecker, McRoy, Rose, Cantley, Cam Smith, Fitzapres, Corey Condes, Shane Lowry. Um, yeah. You're going to be picking from a pool of Kepka, Hovland, Scheffler, Rory, Rose, Cantley anyway. People mm-hmm. are going to always go to a Shane Lowry, Corey Connors, Cam Smith because of the value they kind of present and stuff like that. Bryson is whatever you think Bryson is, but um, more on that maybe a little bit later on. So you got that. I think I don't think I'd want to kind of bring it down as close as like if you didn't finish inside the top thirteen at the PGA, you're you're not going to win here. And I don't think that's necessarily what Niall was saying. He's just kind of giving the bare facts um, of who finished in those top thirteens. But another great thing was on golf betting system, they kind of outlined all of the people, like all of the recent major starts. And like I just look at someone like Vince Hovland, and I've talked about him a lot already. But like fourth, seventh, second, and last three majors: Spieth, eighth, fourth, twenty ninth, Scheffler. First miscut, second, 21st, 10th, second. Rory, second, eighth, fifth, third, miscut, seventh. Like, I think you need that. I don't think you come into the US Open trying to find an all, all-star better performance than you've played in the past. Yeah, completely agree. you got you got to be playing well in the majors. Um, and I think even, you know what, a, a big reason why I think um, that trend has gotten more so um, since the schedule change was kind of in that areas when we started to see them set up the PGA Championships more similar to yeah. the U.S. Open style setup. So I do think that, yeah, I think it's huge. I think, you know, it, 
the winner very well could come from that list. And also, when you look at it as well, in terms of first-time major winners, Fitz was, Rahm was, Bryson was, Woodland was. Kepka was the first time, obviously not the second time. Dustin was, Spieth wasn't, Kaima, Rose and Simpson were. So, yeah. other than Kepka the second time and Spieth the first time, they're all first-time major winners. Do you think that trend continues, or do you think we've just got too many good players that can buck that? Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that as an important trend. I think that's just consequence of the fact that they're all, like... Rahm, Fitz, Bryson, not so much Woodland, but like DJ, um, all were just kind of looking to cap off what was already a great career with a major win. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, yeah, it, it, I think it could go either way because you get a guy like Hovland, who I think is, you know, obviously has a great chance, and then Scheffler could win one, Brooks could win one, um, you know, Rory, I, mean, I, don't, well, I don't know if he... let, Let's look at the top, the, the 10K and above. Let's go into it, right? Like, you've got Cantley and, and Hovland, are two that fit their category, and then you've got Brooks, Rahm, and Scheffler that won't. It's, just, it's literally as simple as that, right? So, Scheffler 11-4, John Rahm 11-1, Brooks 10-8, Cantley 10-3, Hovland 10. First time for a while I can think of where Rory wasn't in the 10s for a major, so that's maybe a little bit significant. Um, yeah, it is. What do you make of Scheffler? Like, in my head, I'm like I'm genuinely worried that if he puts even like two strokes lost on the week, he's going to win. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm highly debating going like not necessarily single bullet because I already have Bryson at 66. Yeah. Um, but but single bullet Scheffler here. I mean, and I don't like Scheffler. I don't play Scheffler. I don't bet Scheffler ever. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like it reminds me of Rom before he won at Tory. Like it's almost too obvious with the way that he's playing. And it's like you want to try to get cute and find the guy who's going to win, but Rom was eight to one. You don't really want to bet that, but it it just it's just the right play. Like last twenty four rounds, first strokes gained total, first strokes gained tee to green, first strokes gained ball striking, second off the tee, first approach, first around the green. Um, it's just the putting. And and when you, I, when you look at the putting, like every time he does gain, he literally finishes that second or third. Yeah, and even when he doesn't, and he's finishing top five when he doesn't. Like it's just it's just ridiculous. Like it's. I just, I felt very strongly about Rahm at Augusta, and I feel pretty strongly about Scheffler here. I, I just don't know if I can do it at seven to one. Like I did Rahm at ten to one, and that felt hard enough. But I yeah. was so convinced by that, and I just think that because you've got Brooks, because you've got Hovland, Cantlay, Rahm, obviously Rory, obviously Xander, obviously there just seems to be a little bit more. I, I felt like Rahm at Augusta was just kind of meant to be whereas i think scheffler's he's still got to overcome that kind of hurdle of bad putting he does but look at the t- i mean so at memorial he finished one shot of the playoff and lost 8.5 strokes putting that's it's just outrageous it's incredible and i don't think he's i don't think it's going to continue to be that bad i really don't and it, I, I know it actually it, can't like it can't like no. and, and it's because he's missing like really short putts it's not because he's just her, like horrendously bad at putting full stop it's because he's missing like two or three footers that it looks so bad They've got to go in at some point. Like, he hasn't got the yips, I don't think, yet. Like, it doesn't look like it in the stroke. He just doesn't seem to... I almost feel like he doesn't take enough time, maybe, on them. I don't Like, he's a pretty slow player, but, like, on the actual greens, it feels like he's just like, oh, don't know if I'm going to hit this, so I'll just hit it and hope. And I feel like he just needs to be reined in a bit and just be like, no, come on, full attention on this. Like, you've done the hard part, get it in the hole. Yeah, I mean, the tee to green numbers are... Friggin' insane! I've never seen anything like it. Oh, it's like, like twenty strokes gained. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> and then but even his bad weeks, like fifteen, fifteen point three, ten point six, nine point two, seventeen point two, ten point four. It's like 
a bad week for him is 10 strokes tee to green. That, and, that, and that's why I just don't know. Like, I think he can be beat, but I think he gets beat by himself. That's it. Like, he, yeah. he's... But let's just look at his recent, like, majors. Or this, from, you know, the PGA in 2020, he was fourth, 19th, 18th, 8th, 7th, 8th, 1st, miscut, 2nd, 21st, 10th, 2nd. And the miscut came at the PGA at uh, Southern Hills. After when, he won the Masters. After he won the Masters, after he said that Southern Hills was the best place in the world for him. So yeah. he's actually gone, since since I miscut, 2nd, 21st, 10th, 2nd. And the 21st was at the Open, which I wouldn't necessarily consider his best spot. So 2nd, 10th, 2nd in America. Yeah, I mean, my question is, does this seem like a course that suits him and when i say it doesn't if, if it doesn't i mean that means he'll finish 10th but like yeah, yeah is this the right spot for him i don't well that's the other thing is he had like just to really boost him up even further he's one of the people that at least seen it in recent times because he's in that 2017 Walker cup team as well yeah true so true. like i mean again it was a pretty historically lopsided rider uh Walker cup scenes when you look at it like GB and I had Robert McIntyre and Matthew Jordan as their best two players, really. And there was Morikawa, Zalatoris, McNeely, Champ, Redmond, Scheffler. Like, Norman Jean was meant to be unbelievable at the time. Like, it's... I don't know if we learn anything from that, but no. the fact that he's seen it just makes it even harder to oppose him, I think. It's not going to yeah. be the same golf course, is, is, the thir- is the first thing I would say. It's not set up... The USGA don't set up the Walker Cup, right? No, no. So, but yeah, he's gonna be there, right? Yeah. Like, what do you think's the worst finish for Scheffler? Fifteenth. I, I, I can't even see it being fifteenth. Like, I think tenth. So, that, so the discussion here is that we have to play him at some, like, in some way. I think you do. I think you do. Is Rahm the leave alone in this range? Yeah, I mean, if if we don't think this is really a California type setup where he's really been excellent, like this doesn't seem like Tory Pines at all to me. No. Um, so I'd say probably he's already won one this year. If he wins another one, so be it. I'm not going to be a part of it though. It doesn't feel like he's played that great since the Masters. Like I know he's not played great and finished second in Mexico and shot like third round 61, and he was 16th last week, but he was eighth at the halfway mark. Like his playing bad is not bad but it does feel like he's lo- like lost a little bit yeah he he gained 9.6 in approach at memorial yeah. um if, if he didn't do that i'd be complete the yeah out. but it just he lost 5.2 putting um but he plays that course great all the time and he still finished 16 so it, i mean I'm, i don't feel great about it but i'm, I'm gonna be fading him Let's just look at him. Like I think the one thing. So the discussion here between kind of I think Ram and Xander illustrate this point really well. Is Xander is according to the stats I've got in front of us the fourth best U.S. Open player in over the last five years because he's finished sixth, third, fifth, seventh, and fourteenth. But Ram in that time's gone miscut third, twenty-third, first, twelfth. I'd rather have that range of outcomes of the volatility of the first and the third rather than knowing I'm going to get a top fifteen. Yeah, me too. So. I guess if the ownership like comes out and Rahm's under owned, you got to go there. I think it. I think he will be under owned, but this week in, I can't click his name over Scotty this week. I just can't. No, there's only, only three hundred dollar discount. Is Brooks winning another one? 
I don't think so. Why? Well, that's hard. I mean, history will tell you. History will tell you that he will be there. He's his major finishes are just insane. Yeah. Um, he's already he's obviously won two in a year before, so that's not like something he can't do. Um, the course doesn't really feel like that great to me um, for him. Outside of Phoenix, he really hasn't been all that great on um, on the West Coast. I know he was in the mix at Pebble, but I think that's just because of purely how good he is. Uh, I don't know. I just can't picture him winning this week, really. I don't know why. So he was fourth at the 2021 US Open at Torrey Pines, but we think okay. that's basically irrelevant. Um, he was there at Harding Park, wasn't he, and then faded? Was he not? Yeah, he was, actually. Yeah, he was. Um, then he was second at Pebble Beach. So actually, when you look at it, like in terms of majors on the West Coast have been good for him, but... Just majors in general. But, been... but none, yeah, but like none of them have been at this sort of course, I don't think. Like, yeah. if Tory Pines is nothing like it, TBC Hobart definitely isn't like it. They're just in California. That's the only thing they share. Um, right. Riviera, he hasn't really done much at. No. I, I just find it hard to see him going 2-1-1. No matter how I, good he is. I, yeah, I think he's going to be around probably, but I can see him finishing, I don't know, 7th or 8th. But he um, Plus he hasn't slept much, I don't think. No, yeah. I think he's really happy he won that one. Five <laughs> is great. I mean, he's not going to get to six majors this year. That just seems—it just seems crazy. And I'm not saying he can't do it, but it just doesn't seem likely to me. And it's, looking at his stats from the PGA Championship, it was just like a really all-around good performance. It's not like he's absolutely lights out yeah. in any area right now. Next question is Patrick Cantlay. So he's the first one that kind of fits that mold of new winner. And ultimately, I think he's really significantly improving in the majors, despite the fact that he's still not contended like you'd want him to. So in his first, let's say, 15 majors, I'm, I'm not actually going to count them, but there's 15, 16 majors. He had like a 12th, a 9th, a 3rd. He had that really good run at Augusta, didn't he? But he's been 14th, 8th, 14th, 9th over his last four majors. Like he's, he's got a really solid bank of form in major championships now. Should have definitely finished better at the PGA. Um, has just He's just gone away. Like He went away at Memorial as well. That was annoying. Like He was fourth at the halfway, finished 30th in the tournament he loves. He started slowly at the PGA and then finished ninth creeping up. I just believe so much in his like ball striking and talent and the fact I just love the fact that he's accurate like really accurate as well. Like It, it just feels like he's got the perfect skill set for it and he loves California that there's just something about Cantlay that I can't quit. I agree with that. Um, I, I am a little concerned with the Memorial 30th, which you look at his history, never does that. Yeah. Uh, he did lose 3.4 strokes putting, which is uncharacteristic of him. He's you know, a really great putter. Um, off the tee, he's been an absolute machine. He's number one in the field off the tee. He's the only person um, better than Scheffler in that in that category the last 24 rounds. So that's huge. I mean, he's hitting it l- relatively long and, and very straight. So I think he's going to be around. Does he Does he have the balls to win a major? I'm not entirely sold on I just, that I just can't like it just feels like to me like I still haven't seen him really blow a charm so he's just not getting there like I think the heritage he probably had a decent opportunity and didn't quite get in the mix but like I haven't looked at Cantlay and gone like you should have won that when's the last time he hit a meaningful shot in a major Augusta like yeah, that, that's 2019 it. yep and he what put it in the water yeah, I just I, I wish he had he was a little more battle tested. Like we talk about Victor and and liking him, like he's 
been, he's felt that before. Canley really has never felt it. So that's what I love about Vince. Let's just go straight into Vince. So like, if if that was anybody else other than Brooks Kepka on Sunday at the PGA, I think he wins. Yeah, no doubt. Like, like he was incredible. I know it was a bad shot to end up in that bunker and an even worse one to, you know, hit the face of it and it's unforgivable and all those sort of things. But we saw from the day before, there's not really much else you could do. Like Corey Connors and Vitz Ovland, two of the best ball strikers, and they both plant into the face of a bunker. Like, it obviously just wasn't an opportunity to get out. Um, you mentioned before on our last podcast that he's doing way more in terms of course management and things like that. I don't see a situation where Hovland isn't in the mix. Um, I, I, it's, again, it's one of those things of, do you think he's going to win because he's won recently is the question you've got to ask yourself. Because if that doesn't bother you, I don't see why you'd go against him. Betting-wise, you've got to, you've got to factor in whether you can take him short of 20-1. to 1, But like, he's just, I think, the most reliable. Not the most reliable. Scheffler's the most reliable, I think. I, I'm not more confident in anybody else than Scheffler. For then, so Sheffield's the only one. Sorry, other than Hovland, I'm really confident. In. I think Rory has his doubts. Rahm has his doubts. Um, Kepka, I just we've had that discussion just now. Can't they? We know. So I, I think Hovland is the most rock solid option up here, especially when you consider the discount between him and Sheffield. Yeah, he'll be around. He, I really, I agree. Victor's going to be around. Um, could you start? Scheffler Hovland and feel really really good about that I'd love it but it just makes it hard I think that leaves you with just over 7,000 so it just makes it slightly too too difficult like I'd love to just be able to go against Scheffler for obviously for salary reasons but I just don't think I can like I, I think I think I can skip that 9k range just about yeah, Hatton's going nuts for you. I know, um, it's four under through five right Good, I hope, I hope you win it. Um, let's, yeah, I mean, Victor, it's, I was playing around with those those kind of stacks earlier, two, two of those top guys, and yeah, I agree. It makes it so hard to find those guys down at the bottom. What's the lowest price player? Have you, have you managed to find a player in the low range that you think you can, like, what's the lowest price? We'll talk about the players when we come to it. But. I think 6,700. It's really hard to find anyone below 6,700. There's one play at 65, which is extremely risky, but it's a guy who I, kind of want to take a chance on we'll get when we get there but i mean you can't feel good about anyone under 6700 there's some there's some decent guys at that price and that that's where the difficulty comes in i mean i've got a guy that i like at 69 uh, that i'm going to come on to but i think as long as i can get people uh, we'll talk about the 7k that i just think you've got to put too much like you'd have to really think they're going to finish first and second and it just depends on what order they're going to finish in to do that i think um, which which they could which I, yeah like I definitely think that's an outcome that happens but and the other four has to get through the cut too yeah okay. so only 16 ties make it this week too is something to remember yeah harder harder six to six percentage harder cause to handicap it's a really tough tough event um, it is let's go into the nine Ks we'll start with the with the obvious get the elephant out of the room Rory McIlroy nine nine have you seen anything uh-huh. at the Canadian Open that suggests that you can come and win the US Open. I mean, yeah, I mean, talent-wise, he can win anything. It's just he's playing a little better, it seems like, this uh, earlier in the week. I think it was putting, but I think on Saturday, he really actually had a really good all-around day. Um, he – I just want to see what his stat look like this week. Um, well, I don't know, what do you think about him? 
I, to me, the only thing I'm concerned, like, is there going to be a lot of wedge opportunities for him? That because I think that's where he's going to let himself down. So, is it going to be because he's going to have loads of 175, 200 yard approaches that's going to really suit him? Um, I guess it's just going to come down to the, the kind of par fives as to whether he can take advantage with the wedge in his hand. If I could give you, I don't know if you're looking at it right now, but do you know who's leading the approach right now in the Canadian Open through three rounds? I can tell you. Mark Hubbard? Yeah, Ted, Ted Potter Jr. I had. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, the Wizard. Yeah, the Wizard, Ted Potter Jr. But Rory is 33rd on mine through three rounds in terms of strokes going approach. Yeah, looking at him too, he um, he is fourth in putting this week. He's gaining six strokes through three rounds. Uh, he's gaining less than one on approach, which are just about one on approach, which is a little off the tee. He's gaining about four or five through three rounds. So I don't know. Is, is there less pressure on him here? I know we talk about there's always going to be pressure on him at majors, but is he more under the radar than, than normal? That was probably the case. I, get, was there, I feel like that's the case at PGA, though. I know yeah, there was a kind of Oak Hill tie, but... I just think all the stuff that's gone on, the wedge game not being there, not necessarily thinking he can putt as well as he has this week. Um, oh look, he's ninety nine hundred, so you've got to you've got to factor him in somehow. Like this is the first time you're getting an actual discount on him, um, so he's very hard. Like if he was in the ten k's, I'd just go just leave it alone. Like if he was mid, if he was where Brooks is, then I'd just say no, I can fade him and be quite happy about it. But because of where he's priced, it's, it's a difficult conversation. I think, I think he'll. Like, I don't think he's going to sh- shit the bed like he's been doing lately. I think he's going to have a typical Rory finish where he's, like, kind of in the mix. He'll he'll finish fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever. Yeah. He is leading the field and off the tee. Uh, Ludwig is second. Yeah. Uh, but how, how can you click him over Hovland right now in the, the recent major performances? They're the yeah. same price pretty much. I can't. I can't. Um, is there a Xander question? Um, I'm is, sure is people would like... Answer? He's not for me. He can't win, can he? No, I don't think he can, no. Actually, no. That's a really wrong thing to say. He can win. I don't think he does. Like, he has the absolute game, as he's proven over all of the US Opens he's ever faced, to win. Yeah. But that's the case every single week, and he doesn't win. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's the type of guy who he's so solid all around. No matter what course you're playing, uh, especially in majors, you can always make a case for him. But to me, he's—is he playing as well right now? As well, the thing is, in terms well. of current form, like he, he like he's a top five player in, like he, I think he's actually third in scoring average on the season. But mm-hmm. when it's come to the the bigger tournaments, tenth at the Masters, eighteenth at the PGA, never felt like he was in the hunt at all. After that, he shot seventy-seven on day one of the Memorial uh, to play himself out of it. Wells Fargo he had the chance, and Wyndham Clark wins it. Like. Like, like you, I have the same feelings about him and Rory at the moment, except Rory's proven it with five majors or four majors at this point. Whereas Xander never, I don't even feel like I've ever thought he was going to win a major. No. So, I haven't either. It, but if he was going to win one, I think California's a good place for him. US Open, he's been really, really good. Obviously, I think he's going to be a factor in US Opens for a long time. Um, yeah, but, like it's the perfect storm, isn't it? Like, but that, everyone thought that was the case at Tory Vines, and we got what we got there. Like, it's I don't know, it, it's just such a hard 
When he was he seventh at Tory Pines? So he'll be popular too. That's another factor. Yeah, like because of his price. Homer, no, I'm out. Done. No interest. Very out. Um, Morrigan. So the next two players are, I think, the most intriguing: Morikawa and Spieth. If Morikawa was fit and we knew 100% he was fit and he's not going to have back spasms during the week, I'd play him. Yeah. Because apparently Gil Hans said in the video, I haven't actually watched it, he said Morikawa was his pick to win. Um, Everything kind of leads to the fact you don't have to be a bomber off the tee. You just need to be able to hit it long enough, but he can hit it 300 yards and straight. Um, I don't think he's around the green game. He's going to come into too much pressure. I think he's going to be important to do it, but I don't think he's going to be under too much stress because of the way I think he plays golf. I just have such a hard time seeing him make the putts, and we don't know if he's fit. Yeah, he'll probably lesser owned. Um, I'm not too concerned about the back. For me, I just like a couple of these other guys a little better than him. Um, and as far as Han saying he thinks that he he's picked to win, I don't think these guys really know. No, and, I think he's probably just said that to be like this, not pick a bomber to say that anyone can win it. To yeah. suggest that the golf course is set up to suit all, I think probably. But his fourth and fifth is last two U.S. Opens. Yeah, he's definitely a good Would US you, Open player. You wouldn't expect that, though, I don't think. Well, no, because you look at the guys who have won us all yeah. long, long hitters. But so, I think he just keeps the ball in front of him, right? And what, you know, his California win at TPC Harding Park for the major. So he's gone first and fourth in the last two California majors. Yeah, pretty good. Um, but I think in, even. Hans probably is still thinking of him as the guy who's gaining 10 strokes on approach yeah. every week. Yeah, but he has been good on approach, though, hasn't he? Yeah, right. fine. He's been fine. But we, didn't we talk about he needs he needs 8 or 9 to win, not 3 or 4. Yeah. 10th and 26th of two majors this year. It's not like he's... It's not like 2021 where he was 18th, 8th, 4th and 1st. Like he was going into the Open as someone that's got better every major. Like, it's been a bit hit and miss. Like, even last year, 5th, 55th, 5th, miscut. So he either really well really poorly it's I don't know with him like I just I just think if the ownership was low and things like that, I think he's a really interesting player at 9300 yeah would it surprise me no but it's probably not for me yeah what about Spieth early returns right now and it's you know it's actually we're getting some decent data in it for I know it's so early but like people are generating some lineups here and he looks to be extremely popular because he's cheap right yeah, because he's cheap, and I think his recent results have been good. It does and feel like it's a course where he could play well. Did he lead? Didn't he lead off the tee at Memorial? Isn't that what everyone's kind of getting? Yeah, I think so. That's what everyone's getting hyped up about, I think. Because he was no, was it not more PGA? He led off the tee, I think. Right, and then let's see. Oh, then he, yeah, then he withdrew the next week. Yeah. Oh no, he missed the cut at Charles Schwab. That was horrible. Um, yeah, he was great at Memorial. Four point three off the tee, three on approach. Three around the green, didn't really putt it. He has been putting really well then his last four or five events, but uh, I don't think of his, him as a guy who can play well in U.S. Opens. He obviously won one, but that was a very, really weird event. Yeah, um, I just, I just think that kind of linked back to the Masters. And oh, people, is that why people are getting high on him? Because it's like you got to be creative. You can be a little bit shorter off the tee, and he's gained all those strokes off the tee in recent weeks. Right. Well, yeah. What I was going to say was this doesn't feel like that same u.s open type like i think this might be the one that could actually favor him a lot 
Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to play him because the ownership, but I like another guy in this range um, better. But I can see him playing well for sure. Is that fits? No. No, it isn't. Just Cam Smith? Yeah. Okay. So, do we need to say anything on Fitz? I don't think I'm playing Fitz. He's playing really yeah. He's playing really well, and I think he... But I think defending champion and all that just makes it difficult for him. Um, talk to me about Cam Smith. It just seems, from everything I heard about the golf course, that it's going to be baked out. It's going to be firm and fast. So I think he can kind of get a, like get away with some things off the tee like he did at, at St. Andrews. Um, I like the way he... I, didn't, I was not very high on him uh, going into the PGA Championship, and he still finished ninth. I really like the way he played there. He's starting to round into form, playing much better on live. Um, he is in the top three, and um, birdies made on live, which I think is one of the, you know, the... the better stats you have there because you don't really have many good stats no. there but he's progressively getting better um and just feels like a golf course that should be really really good for him like all the create creativity and the shot making you're gonna need to need to have what so obviously you can't say so look his finishes on live have been third sixth second and ninth his last four you can't say what if he, if he finished third sixth second and ninth on the pj tour what would he be because that's not that's not fair because of the difference no. in fields let's say he finished between 8th and 15th in all of those PGA Tour events coming in, and he had the 9th for the PGA and the 34th for the Masters, is he 10K? Yeah, probably. He probably is. Um, and he's relative. Like, could I see him winning? Yeah, I don't necessarily think he's going to win, but I think he's going to be the guy who's like, just that pain in the ass, he's going to be there, kind of hovering contention right there the whole time. Is he, so do you think he's the most likely live winner? Yes, I do. Okay, so I don't, which is going to be an interesting discussion if we go further down. But when we look at US Opens, like he was fourth. That was Chambers Bay, right? Yeah. And then he's been pretty awful in it since. Is the only. Concern. And we just talked about Spieth at Chambers Bay, and that's kind of why we kind of like him here a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, that's the thing. So you've got, you've got the Chambers Bay and you've got the Masters kind of link for Cam Smith. I'm just really impressed with what he did, like you said, at the PGA. Like, it's really caught my eye, and I think you do play him because the people at the top of the eights are going to be popular. Yeah, I think basically he's Spieth right now, and he's going to be less owned than Spieth. I think he is. Right now, I mean, it seems crazy, but I think he's more of a... I trust him on a Sunday more right now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I like I like him a lot. Terrell Hassan's just storming through. He's like four under through six right now uh, in Canada. I tweeted out the other day. So... He's got. He was 13th for the last year's PGA, 11th for the Open, and 15th for this year's PGA. I think it's only one shot at each tournament would have put him inside the top 10. And I sometimes really do think there's like a mentality thing behind like people see those little yellow squares on Wikipedia, and they mm -hmm. think like, oh, he can contend in a major. He's got one coming. He's been really solid for a long time. It was actually two strokes he even needed for top 10 at the PGA, but like. I feel like he's rounding, like Cantley is, I think they're both kind of rounding into being consistent major players. Like, he he was good at majors in flashes in the past, and his talent got him there. Like, he was sick in the US Open previously. Um, wasn't that a Shinnecock? I've heard some Shinnecock kind of talk as well for Hassan, yeah. uh, for, for this week. Um, I think that's where Hassan was sick in the US Open. He's going to be popular, right? It's 900. Um, if he's not, he... then he's a great play, I think. Yeah, probably somewhat popular, but I think the price is high enough where, and he's he's surrounded by guys, other guys will be popular, the Finals, the uh, Spieth, the Cam Smith, the Deckies. I, I, 
he'll be somewhat popular. Um, but it does feel like not a prototypical U.S. Open setup might favor him. The other concern is like if there is any like anything to this kind of Masters comp thing, he's terrible there. Yeah. But I could see it playing pretty much similar to Oak Hill and maybe a little bit easier because it's not going to roll out the fairways. But like, yeah, I, ju- I just believe in him so much right now. Like he's such a good player. He's so, like he's still underrated, I think. And I think the more people that keep saying he's so underrated, then becomes properly rated. But like, eighty nine hundred, I think you're getting a top five player in the world. Yeah, I think top five. Yeah, that's a pretty. Um... I mean, who do we have in front of him? Scheffler, Rahm, Rory, Hovland. Brooks? Can't lay. Yeah, Brooks. Yeah. So maybe top eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, I, I like it. I like it. I don't know if I'm going to go there or not. Um, like I, I, so, believe in, I believe in him in as much as I do anybody in the nines. Can you picture him winning the US Open? No, but I think that's quite funny. <laughs> I think everyone's going to wait for Hoylake, but I think him just disrupting and being the person that wins the US Open would be hilarious. Yeah, he does not seem like a U.S. Open winner, but uh, we talked about maybe the uniqueness this week that maybe could play into his favor. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good play. Finau's... What's wrong with Finau? I'm not going to go one by one now. I've got problems with Finau, JT, Sungjae, DJ in this range. I don't don't trust any of them. You can't be playing like shit coming to a major, so... And Finau is, so I'm out on him. Um, I agree. JT, yeah, I, I didn't like him even as best at a U.S. Open. I never thought that was a really good fit for him. Um... I like Hideki a lot. I love Hideki. That was the one I skipped on purpose. Yeah, really, I love really good US Open record. This well, feels like a really good course for him too. Sneakily good US Open record is probably the better way to put it. Um, just uber consistent US Opens. And we've just seen what we needed to see out of him recently, I think, in major championships. That's the main thing. Like Since he's won the Masters, he's been 23rd, 26th, 14th, 60th, 4th, and then this year 16th and 29th. I was really impressed with what he did at Augusta um, mm-hmm. twice like since he's won it. And then the PGA, uh, you want a better finish in 29th, but I think that was solid enough. How does the weekend at uh, Memorial, does that change your view on him at all or no? Was he hurt? I don't know. Like that, that's, that's the yeah. concern. Like, did he just wake up and his neck hurts? And that's always going to be the concern coming into this week as well. He's going to be popular. He's too cheap. I, yeah. I wish he was 8,800. I wish he was 9. Like, because yeah, he's talented too. enough to be 9, right? Like, I don't... It's... Um, yeah. I think the popularity thing takes it away, but I think there's a there's a real chance he can tend to. I mean, for me, I was debating whether either... So if I didn't... I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about betting Shuffler, which is so uncharacteristic for me, but I really am thinking of betting him because I just think I know he's going to be there. If I didn't, I would bet Cam Smith and Hideki. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where my decision is going to come. But, yeah, like it a lot. I think you can win. I honestly do. What do we say? I think I'm just out on DJ at the moment. Like there's, he, wasn't, he hasn't been that great in majors. He's had a couple of decent open championship finishes since his Masters win, and he was okay as a defending champion at the Masters, but he's otherwise been pretty shit. And I think this started all before this live stuff. Like I just think, I just think he was on the decline after getting his first Masters. Yeah, I, I he's not playing well enough. Um, it's just he's so cheap, and he's such a great U.S. Open record that I think I'll probably play him a little bit. Um, 
I mean, he was but, like, what was he, like third after round one at uh, Oak Hill? Yeah, he was. He was he was playing really well. And then just all of a sudden, I think he finished like 74, 74, 74, 74 like three seventy fours. I think he just went backwards every day. That's, that's the concern. I don't know. But maybe you just got to look at the upside of how well does he play for one round there and how much has he still got in the tank. I just... He doesn't strike me as someone that's hungry for another win. Whereas like Brooks, nah. like you could see Brooks at the PGA was gunning to put the Masters right, was gunning to get that fifth major, was gunning to stop all the live talk, etc. I don't know if DJ's really got that kind of. He's got one of these and he's got a Masters. Like, does he really care? Yeah, he's. I hate to say it that I agree with that. He's one of my favorite players of all time, but I just it's twenty seventh at Live DC. Yeah, like he's he's doing nothing on Live. That's I'm a. Like, Last week, I was almost thinking it wouldn't even surprise me if he ended up not playing. Yeah. Like he, win, he wins Tulsa, but other than that, he's just been shit at live. And it's just... I don't know. I don't know what it is with him. Like, I don't know if it's a lack of caring or lack of effort or if there is just something wrong with his game that can be fixed overnight. And I don't, I don't know because I don't know Dustin Johnson's mentality now. Like, I always used to... I never used to buy into the he doesn't care thing and he's so languid, all that sort of stuff that was easy to say on commentary, but... I genuinely think he's got to a point where he's like, well, I've got these two majors. I've got so much money in the bank. I'm probably going to be accepted back on the PGA Tour soon because all this thing that's going on, like, it's not really got any stresses. And I just think that doesn't that doesn't really factor into him playing great golf. Yeah. What do you think about Sungjae? No. Yeah. What, like, what's Sungjae done to make me think he's going to do well in this? I don't know. Like, he won in Korea and then went miscut, miscut 41st. Yeah, in, in actual um, events we care about. I can see him play him somewhat well. I don't think I'll probably play him. Uh, he's just like he's the people will think about the fact that you don't have to be long here, so it's probably the best U.S. Open chance he's had. Yeah, I just Brookline wasn't that. You didn't have to be that long, did you? No, you didn't really. No. So and he missed the cut there. Like I can just, I can just see the same thing. Like missed cut twenty second, thirty fifth missed cut. I could easily finish see him finishing twentieth, but I'm not playing him at eight four for twentieth. Jason Day is kind of interesting. Um, he's been bad besides his win, but I feel yeah. like a couple of months ago this would be seen. People would say like this is a, a course that should actually be really good for him. Yeah, I think I think he's just gone off the boil. So it's just. Yeah, it, it just depends how quickly you think these people can turn these things around. Like, I felt they had gone off the boil last week, so I didn't play him, and he missed the cut. But can he suddenly just turn it around for a major? It's just like he missed the cut at Southern Hills, uh, not Southern Hills, sorry, uh, Oak Hill. Like, I don't know. It's tough. He he did gain four strokes off the tee at Memorial. Um, despite missing the cut. Yeah. What about approach? No, he was like minus one or two, and he um, that's pr- probably why he missed the cut. But yeah, uh, he, he he'll be a contrarian play. Uh, so will Cam Young, who I don't want anything to do with. I just don't think he's not playing well. That, yeah. yeah I, I, I just think that previous major record is still factoring into a lot of people's minds, and he's not that player at the moment, so it doesn't matter. Um, Shane Lowry is the other question of the eights. Yeah, I mean, he's his TD Green game should make him a factor if he. Well, the good thing with him is like he was good at traditional U.S. Open setups. He's good at the Masters. 
and he should be good at this type of test. It's just purely whether he can putt. Yeah, he's three over today. Um, yeah, he, he's a, he's a t this this whole area is a lot of question marks. I mean, these low these low eight, these are guys that if they show up, they could be really good. Um, and that's the only reason why I I'm not ruling out Dustin Johnson just because at this price, if he does show up, he has a much higher upside than these other guys. I think. Well, the thing is, this this eight K range is actually full of if you if you go back from the last five years, all of these would have been tipped up as winners and future winners of major championships, right? And that's yeah. what you got to look at. Like every single one of them, including Sam Burns, rightly or wrongly, has been tipped as a future major winner. Um, right down to Cam Young. I just, I think it's such a. I mean, because I'm thinking about Sheffer and Hovland, I don't need to look at this range particularly because I can't afford to be in there. So that kind of helps. But if I'm going to go into builds where I need to go into eight Ks, it's going to be it's going to be Hatton and. I may Hideki. play some, yeah, Hideki, but oh, it concerns me. I may look at DJ like you, but I, it wouldn't be with confidence. Uh, yep, I feel the same way. Seven Ks, this is where it gets really interesting. Uh, not going to go one by one because that takes too much time, but Tommy? Should be good. I mean, he's been great in majors. He's been great in general recently as well, right? Like he's got second and a fourth in US Opens already. Um, he's playing major championships well. He's playing golf well in general. He's got a chance to win today as we're recording. Um, you don't need him to win at 7,900, so I don't need to worry about that question mark. I think he finishes 20th. Yeah, I think so too. Um, if he does win today, and actually like a little bit less, finally getting that monkey off his back. Uh, would, you, would you think that's beneficial for someone like him? Or do you think he goes, oh, like big relief? I'll just like maybe this wasn't my major anyway. Like I'll just wait for more like. I think it's probably the latter yeah. for him. Like he he, you'd almost want him to miss the cut this week, play really poorly going into Hoylake and then back in the Hoylake. I think. Yeah, I know that's what I would like to do. Um, it's probably not going to happen, but. Um, I I think you, what you said is probably he's probably going to finish 18th to 22nd somewhere in there. And then we've got a really in, intriguing run of players, Connors, Neiman, Rose, Shambo. If there's anything in the California thing, you've got Neiman, Riviera. I love Bryson. Me too, yeah. I It was during the PGA Championship I, I um, tweeted out that I bet him at 66-1. to 1. Yeah. Uh, I love I love Bryson. I, do I wish it was more of a traditional U.S. Open setup? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, so but we're on version 75 of Bryson DeChambeau now. Yeah, and that's close. Version 75 is closer to the version in 2018, 2019, which I think would probably be pretty good at a place like this. Yeah, and like, when he was a defending champion in, in Torrey Pine, at Torrey Pines for US Open, he was fourth going into the final round. He shot 77 on the final day. Yeah. Like, uh, he's been really, like, really consistent. 15th, 25th, 35th, 1st. A couple of missed cuts in the US Opens, but... I just, like, he wasn't playing great last year. This time last year, was he right? But you look at his last, couple, like, three majors, and he's got, what, an eighth, a miscut, and a fourth. Yep. I, I think he can win. Oh, I do too. I do too. Um, he's the one guy I've already written it up from my preview, everything. Better the while ago. I, I love him. I definitely think he can win. Uh, you know, I think he, he hits it so long, and... I thought that kind of was reverting back to not quite as long anymore, but at the PGA Championship, he was absolutely crushing it. He gained... And straight. 
Yeah, he gained 7.5 strokes off the tee. Second best was Scheffler at 5.9. So he was like by far the best. He was yeah. good in approach at the PGA. He fits that trend of people were looking for that had a good um, major result in the most recent major. So I think that's a big part too. I'm probably going to play him in like 80% of my lineups, which is crazy, but I'm just going to do it. So when we say he's a new version, he's not really, but he looks it and he's hitting his irons better, which makes him more well-rounded, I guess. Yeah, and I think he is a little shorter off the tee, which is, he's still really long, but I think he's still probably 10 or 15 yards shorter. So he's just wound it back to a more sustainable level, which is actually beneficial. Um, yeah. I, I think he's I think he's the one. Like I, I spoke to you earlier about, do you think Cam Smith was the most likely live winner? I think it's Bryson. Yeah, I mean, bet-wise, I'm... Bryson's my best bet because he's 66 and Cam's going to be, what, 28, 30. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually genuinely think Bryson's more likely to win than Cam Smith. Yeah, I, 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 I can get on board with that. Like, if you asked me a couple weeks ago, who's your pick to win the US Open? US Open it was Bryson. Um, and so it's, my, my pick is still probably going to be Bryson. Uh, is it, you know, do you want to bet, say your, your number one pick to win a, a major is a guy who's 66 to 1 or 60 to 1? You know, I'll, I'll, so I'll, I'll probably kind of hedge my bets there. But, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think he can win. I think he... Um, California's been pretty good. He's from California, uh, so if you want to look at the, I know he's he's not really close geographically to to this course, but I, I think he's just playing great. I think he's underrated. And one thing about Bryson that I, that I think is crazy is people have been like writing him off so much lately that it's like, what did you, do you think this 29 year old superstar has already won a major and has like 10 PGA Tour wins? He's going to go away forever at 29. But I, th- I genuinely think people would believe that. I think they thought that he was just going to have that run of hit and drive well and, and disappear. But he was good. Before, people forget how good he was before that. Like, he had a really rough couple of seasons, but otherwise was elite before that um, in different ways. Um, I think people just forget how good he was coming out of college. And and I get it. Like, people don't like him. So it's easy to forget what he was like before. Um, yeah. It's great for me. Like... I'm pretty much talking to myself into a bet on him this week. Uh, I probably will bet him. Um, I just... I don't know. Like Because I didn't like him at all until he finished fourth at the PGA, Like I would, he wouldn't even have come in my mind, is the concern. Like, am I letting just one result dictate everything? Yeah. I mean, for me, I loved him before the PGA, right? I bet yeah. I'm top five there. So I, could, I'm, I would be sticking with him. Um, the only... Uh, Hunt designed Wingfoot. I know we're saying it's a much different course than Wingfoot, yeah. but he, if he did design it, he's th- there got to be some similarities somewhere along and the line, right? Essentially, it's USGA. Now, this is what was, we were saying at the top, right? Like it, it's a long time ago since we said this now, but USGA, it's the same person that that redesigned it. It has to have similarities. It can't. They can't just completely abandon their their traditions and beliefs. So, as much as the landscape looked different, I yeah, I th- I think he's actually the best value play. Absolutely, um, he, he did. People forget it was just three years ago he won a U.S. Open by six shots. Yeah, and he's been good in it since, like twenty sixth as well. Like it's, and he was fourth going to final round. So, yeah, eighth We're and in. eighth at St Andrews as well. Like, I think yeah, that was pretty forget about that. Like you know, so yeah, I, I think he can win. Neiman not so much. Connors not so much. Justin Rose can win. That that guy fucking owes me something. Like if I ever bump into him, I'm not the type of person to heckle players. That guy owes me something. Rose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. Um, just real quick on Neiman, it kind of sucks that he's playing like shit right now. I think mentally, I don't think live was a good thing for him. 
Um, I think it was a really bad decision uh, for him to go there. But his if he was playing well, it just sucks because this course I think would really be good for him. Yeah, I I think he'd be brilliant. And as I said to you before, like he's probably the person I miss the most. Like yeah, in terms of upside because he was rounding into a player that we thought could be great. That that was that was the thing, and he hasn't been good. I, I think he was swayed by the people he's friends with, and they're all on his team, and like it was buddy buddy, and you know they, they come from humble beginnings. Maybe I guess that changes things, but he just wasn't good on live. That that was the concern, and then he's not been good in the two major. I mean, to be fair, he was 16 for Augusta. Like, yeah, maybe we're being a bit critical. I don't know. I just I have no reason to give Neiman other than his talent upside dictates he shouldn't be 7700. And he'll be relatively popular if he was unowned. I think he's worth a chance. But yeah. um, Rose Rose is going to be popular too. He's just playing too well to be at 7700 right now. He's playing like a top 15, top 10 player in the world, and he's priced like a 30th best player. Yeah. So. That's it. He's, he's, the price has killed us. Because if he was 8,300, I think people would be put off. Yeah. And I still would have picked him. Feels really safe. Yeah. Um, I love him as my kind of third guy in, if we're going to do those kind of Hovland, Scheffler builds. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to be, do Bryson on that. Reed, I was interested in. My concern here is this. I was all over Reed in the first two. He paid off really well in both of those majors for me. Now it seems like the public perception is starting to catch up to what I was thinking before, and now I'm a little bit like, now everyone is zigging, I kind of want to zag again and go away from them. The temptation's there, but like, I also just don't think it's the best situation for him. Like, I don't see him, I know he's obviously played well in US Opens in the past, but like, I don't see, you talk about, do we see him as a US Open winner, but like Hatton, I don't see Reed as that type. No, I don't either. Again, like just one really, he had that fourth place finish at Shinnecock. Did it? Wasn't he really good at Chambers Bay though? And then just fell. Wasn't I think he right so. in the mix? And then like finished fifteenth. I'm pretty sure that. Let's have a look at that. Uh, Chambers Bay. Yeah, he was the 36th hole leader. He was ninth going into the final round and finished fifteenth. So, I mean, if it plays anything like Augusta, that's a plus, isn't it? Um, I would just rather play Bryson. Yeah. Like, I just have way more confidence in Bryson at $100 more, I guess, is the easy thing. Like, why am I sitting there debating it when I think Bryson can win? I don't think Reed can. Yeah, Alex Scott, too. Yeah. Uh, I've liked Scott for the last couple, and I just wonder if we've got what we're going to get out of him this year. Fucking Tommy, 200 through two. There he goes. Um, Fowler's going to be really popular. He's cheap. Yeah. But he's not for me. Yeah. I just with Fowler, I've chased it a couple of times already, I'm done with that. Um I don't love this range because I think like you've got Wyndham Clark in there that people are high on. Answers dead. Um Mito, I think, is the next question, seventy two hundred. I know this is a bit live centric, but I've been really impressed with what he's done in the two major stars. Yeah, I like Mito a lot. He's uh, He leads... Um, and I can't believe the, he hasn't won live yet. It's crazy. He he leads uh, greens and rag on live. Basically everything. Isn't he yeah. off the tee as well? Like, yeah. he... The 43rd, obviously, at Augusta's not great, but that's his debut, and then he's finished 18th for the PGA. Um, He'll be pretty popular, but I like him. Yeah. I love him. 
How about English? Two weeks ago, everyone said he was gonna she's gonna win this thing somehow. Yeah, third and fourth in two U.S. Opens, right? Yeah. Or fourth and fifth, one of the two, one of the way rounds. But I mean, yeah, he would be the next one, I guess, on my list. The other person I want to talk about, Sepp Stracker at seventy one hundred. Is this He's a guy that that could be a potential major challenger? No. But like top tening. I know he's yeah. finished, like, seventh. He was on that list we said earlier of guys who finished in the top ten last time. He's yeah. been, his approach has been really good. Um, I just think of, like, ninth at the Players' Championship last year, seventh at the PGA this year. He just seems to be playing better in bigger events, and he's been dipping in and out of form, which makes him hard to trust. But I just think he's got the great US Open game, and his 28th place finish in 2019 suggests that. And he's 10? a better player now. He gained 10.4 strokes on approach at the PGA Championship and then another seven at Memorial. Yeah, so I'm in. But yeah, then I guess had... other people will be a 7100. But maybe not. I still think people probably see him in a major and think it's somewhat difficult to click the name. As of now, it doesn't look popular. Uh, it's early, but... I think, I, think... I think it's a great play, then. Yeah, I do too. I, I really like that. Like I can definitely see him finishing 15th, and that's what more do you need from a 7100. Oh, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Um, other than that, I don't love this range. I've got to be honest. Like this lower 7K range, there's not a lot here. I thought Henley and Kurt could have good performances in these, but they've not been great when I wanted to. Siwoo Kim was the other one I thought was interesting. 73. Yeah, he seems really cheap for what he's the way he's been playing. And at some point, he's got to come good in these major championships. Like He's another one that, if you look at his Wikipedia, you mentally think he can't win a major because he's never contending one, but he's... Had some good finishes. Yeah, then fourth at Memorial. Um, what do you do at the PGA? Mr. Cut out, coming off a of second place. That's kind of, yeah. Um, he'll be popular too. Ah, I, there's, there's other guy. Sorry to cut you off here. There's other guy that I didn't think was in this range. Danny McCarthy, 72. Yeah, wasn't he what? good at last year's US Open? Seventh. Okay. Or something like that. Ninth, maybe. Yeah. I, I think I think you almost got to play him unless he gets, he gets really popular then you don't but he, he does look really popular uh but i still think you could play him last two major starts seventh at the u.s open 29th at the pga yeah and then what he did at memorial was really good um and i, I don't think that hurts him at all i think that helps him yeah like I, I think i think if it was the week before and you've just given up your best chance to win and then it's a different conversation but it's had a week to get over it. He seemed pretty pumped with what he'd done. When you look at his like the wider body of work, 13th for the players, 19th for the last bar, 8th for the Wells Fargo. It's not like it's out of the blue. He was 29th for the PGA Championship. Great final round, 68. Didn't play Augusta, so we've got nothing there. Um, has never played Augusta, so we don't know that he wouldn't potentially be useful there at least. Um, you want someone that's going to be a bit reliable on the greens. It's Denny McCarthy, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's probably a good play, popular. But if I was playing lineups where you're going a little bit contrary in other spots, I think that he, he's a good one to go to. Yeah. Um, the only thing, my concern is kind of everyone we've talked about who we've liked this week is I think a lot of people are going to like. Yeah, but I, so, but I think that's going to be the nature of this year's Open. I think it's going to be how you build it. Like, we're yeah. here to give everyone the plays they want and how people construct it is going to have to be... I know people are going to say well, that's kind of your job as well, but... 
that is such a personal thing that I can sit here and tell you how to build a roster, you know, lineup, and people go against it. Like I've given you the guys in every single range. Go and play it how you want, and try and get your uniqueness in different ways. I, if you don't believe what we said about Scotty and, and Hovland, you're in a great spot because you can go and get some lower own guys and, and play differently. Yeah, I mean, for me, a couple guys who contrarian down here that I that I'm, I kind of like are Phil, <laughs> uh, Phil and Sergio, which. Um, Sergio's been a really good US Open player outside of last year he's been he's been really really good I like that he qualified for the event I mean that shows me that he cares and wants to be there which I think is was a question before even a question that I had um, I don't think he's going to win the thing but I think I could see him coming in 20th he, his major record was just so shit recently yeah like miscut miscut 19th 19th 23rd miscut miscut 68th miscut it's so bad but it's a different situation now than it was three years ago when he was trying to come off like you know, the disappointment of like he just he just struggled so much after winning the first Masters I guess but that was like six years ago now it's like he's played a lot of majors since then and he's been so shit at the Masters in 22 um, it's, it's definitely risky but uh, like but... he, well him and Phil risky right there's no, there's no get away from it I mean his US Open record, the last six years, 21st miscut, 52nd miscut, 19th miscut. If you get that 19th from two years ago, which was at Tory, then you're delighted. Right, you definitely are. And Phil, for me, it's like something about this course just seems like it might be good for Phil. Um, he can get some run out on his balls, the shot making, the around the green is going to be important. Uh, US Opens, he hasn't been great lately, though. He hasn't been good for a long time since he last blew one. Yeah, since like 2013. Uh, he's Mer- definitely Mer- really Mer- risky. Yeah, like I can't, I can't. If it's pure game theory, then great because you're getting two legends of the game at the 7K, and at least one of them has proved to be at least competitive in the majors this season. But I can't do it. Um, yeah. Which is going to make you laugh because the next person I'm going to talk about is Patrick Rogers at 6'9. I just think he's going to be popular and. What did, he, what did he do at the PGA? He was 29th, I think. Okay, that's pretty good. So, he was 29th in the PGA. If I told you he's played six major cha- major championships, how many cuts do you think he's made? Uh, four. Five. He missed one cut at the PGA Championship. He's finished 46th, 41st, 31st, 33rd at the US Open. Yeah, and he's good. And he's playing better now. Then you've got... Then, if you do want to get really into the weeds... The George Thomas designed the Stanford College course. Uh. There's just a couple of little things like that, and I just I just see him as this. He's a California guy. Yeah, kind of Denny McCarthy type as well. That's finding this different layer of their game, maybe stepping up a little bit. Um, I know the results are not showing it, but ninth going into the final round last week, you know, shit the bed. But 29th at the PGA got better over the weekend. Um, 10th in Mexico, 19th at the Heritage. Just feels like to me like he's playing really good golf and he's in a good place and he does historic like he's a cut maker at 6900 is the bottom line. He is. He definitely is that. I don't think I'm going to play a guy in the 6Ks who's probably going to be pushing 10% ownership, especially with the way I'm going to build my lineups. That's my concern. So, who are those guys? Um, I, him. Yeah. Um, Carson Young might get a little bit of love after what he did this week again after being popular. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think there's going to be many of them. Sam Stevens is an early guy. People are clicking. Um, Sam Bennett, people are clicking early. Both of those are easy enough to ignore for me. Mike Rogers yeah. is the only question for me on those group then. Yeah. Other is McKen- that, Mackenzie Hughes going to be in that at 67? Uh, I don't see him as being that popular. And I had him start here as well. I like him. Yeah, I don't see anything um, he, that... He's been a bit of a lit down the couple of times that I thought he was going to be good. Is the only concern, like Memorial and last week. But he's been great in the last two US Opens. Yeah. Putnam you talked about? Hughes missed the cut this week, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, Putnam. Nah, I, I don't, he's not for me. Um, this Ortiz. Is a, yeah. Uh, Munoz, I think he's been playing pretty good. Yeah. that's. I mean, they're all on this same Neiman team, right? They're all probably not benefited from making a move apart from financially. So, um, Moronk, 6,700 talent-wise. Yeah, he should be pretty good. Hits it long. I think you do I can need... see him getting popular. I could too. I mean, if I'm taking a, a risk on a 6K guy, I, I do want him to hit it somewhat long. Yeah. Because if, if you do that, you don't have to be perfect everywhere else. I like Thomas Peters. He's been pretty good in U.S. Opens. Yeah, I can see that. Harrington hasn't played... Podrick Harrington hasn't played a U.S. Open for nine years. Yeah, I was looking at him earlier, too. I almost brought him up, but I'm just... Eh. He's, guess, he's... For something about him, like a little bit of a quirky golf course. He can send it with the best of them, even at his age. Really inventive around the greens. Um, just, you know, he won the US Senior Open last year. I can't see him. I don't know what I don't know what I expect the outcome to be. And even at his peak, he was fourth in this tournament. But do I see him making a cut? Yeah, like I really do. He was fourth at Kiowa, one of the longest major courses you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the last time he's had a real like typical test like this. No one's gonna play him. I, yeah, I, I, I like you. I do. I do have a little bit of a gut feeling on him, kind of. There's, no, there's nothing else other than gut feeling. Like, he, I mean, he's just finished second in the senior PGA, so he's like, he's in form where he's playing. He made the cut at Oak Hill, got he posted the best round of the week in the final round. So, the, the fitness isn't an issue. But he was tenth at the Valero. <laughs> like, made the cut at Bay Hill, made the cut at the Honda. He was in contention at Abu Dhabi earlier in the year. Yeah, you could play him. Um, a guy who I'd, I'd start here at 6,500. Yep. Is this your guy that you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Okay. And I don't feel that good about it, but David Puig um, played college golf on the West Coast at Arizona State. His finishes are starting to get better on Liv. I think he finished 12 in his last time out. He went and qualified for this event, which I think is good. He hits it really far. Um, and I think maybe the reason he hasn't been as good on Liv, one, his lack of experience, but two, they haven't really played on the West Coast, and I, I can, yeah, I think he's probably more of a, a West Coast um, guy. Hasn't done it's his first ever major. He's going to make mistakes, so and that's another one that's going to be a huge, huge risk. But I just think skill set wise, he should be okay. What was West Coast Tucson? He was twentieth there. Like, oh yeah, that's right. He opened with sixty-seven. So and then he was twelfth last. Um, I think twelfth is time. last time out. Yeah, he's, and he's, that. And that came from when he said that Mickelson spent a load of time with him on the range, dialing his irons in. Oh yeah, that's right. Was that Puig? Yeah. I think that was Pyatt. I know he's. Oh yeah, that's Pyatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, because he's on his team. But with Puig, it's like, he just he's I think sixth um in driving distance on live. Yeah. But first ever major, you have a concern. That's my concern. But if everyone people are going to play Bennett, 
you know, he's the same price, maybe he's the pivot. Yeah, I'm not going to play Bennett, so it doesn't really matter to me. No. Um, God, it's tough down here. It's so tough. And I know this is what people come here for. This is the issue. Like, people want these guys, so we've got to give them. Um, if it does turn into a traditional, like, US Open bashed, and Alejandro Del Rey is one of the longer players on the DP World Tour, he's 6,300. Don't expect him to have any sort of top 20, top 30 equity, but might just make a cut. Thior Bjornsson, 6,200. Man. Yeah, I was looking at him. He does have the skill set you'd want here, yeah. but he's just so raw, and it's, it's hard to picture him not making the mistakes. Guess the same as Sergeant sixty one hundred. Yeah, like, that's how very I've... similar things, right? I think he's just too young. I mean, he's still playing college golf. I just it's too risky for me. Um, there's, some, there's some bad players in this. Um, from a for Europeans tour standpoint, DP World tour standpoint, Dion Germshay has been in really good form. Qualified for this uh, at Warren Heath, drives it a decent way. I don't trust it. I, I this is this is the problem with going Hovland Scheffler. Yeah, there's no guys down here that you can really feel that good about. Wilco, like who, who have we said we feel confident about in this range? We haven't. Nobody. Is Kymer even going to play? Mm, probably, but it doesn't matter, does it? No, I know he's been withdrawing lately, but um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm... so if you go Scheffler, Hovland, Rose, DeChambeau, so that gives me four people I think can actually win. You've got basically sixty six hundred on your last two. Oof. So you so you either take your other guy, let's say Denny, and then just take a shot on the 6100 guys and hope for the best or like a sergeant who's got this kind of upside or you're going to have to go too higher in the 6k so what do we, what happens if we go Patrick Rogers who I like 6400 leaves you with Horsey, Ninaba, Truslow, Dylan Wu, Ross Fisher Ross Fisher makes cuts uh, Lebioda no Barjon Germache. I guess you can go Germache or Del Rey there, but it's not great. So it does feel really difficult to do that kind of Hovland Scheffler start. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was trying to mess around with this build like that. I just each time I had to basically cancel it because I just couldn't find anything that worked. So does um, that mean you does what? Okay, so in that situation, then someone's listening now, and we've ruled, we're slightly ruling out this Hovland Scheffler thing. Who are you sacrificing? Um. I would probably just play Shuffler, then go down to like Cam Smith. See, I don't. I quite like Shuffler Hatton. Yeah. I don't know that I believe in Hatton enough to completely just get. Rid, I'd almost rather get rid of Shuffler and give myself another guy that I can play. Shuffler makes in. it tough. He's expensive. He does. And this is what this this is what it's meant to do, right? Like it's it's been done perfectly. Um, what can I do here? I think the, the trouble with me as well is that, like, I don't love the 8K range. So I could go... I could go Victor, Hatton, Hideki, Rose, Bryson, Denny McCarthy. Yeah, I like that. So that's how you make Denny McCarthy your worst player. Mm-hmm. But your best player is Hovland. Yeah. So you've really got to hope that Brooke Scheffler... Yeah, like, he has to win. He does, yeah. In that scenario, he would. Um, 
I'm actually going to play some Millie this week. I haven't I have haven't played it in years because I just think it's a bad structure. But I'm I've been hot lately. I need a heat check here. See if we can maybe win a million. What about if we go with Cantley Hovland? I like. I mean, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Then you've got Bryson Rose in there, and then you've got your 7200 guys that you can do what you want with, or you can go slightly higher and go Patrick Rogers, your worst guy. In. Yeah. Um, you you could have you could have Reed in there if, if you got. I know you said you kind of want to go against that, but like you could go. So it's very like anti people, but like you've got Cantley, Hovland, Bryson, Rose, Rogers, Reed. Yeah. Yep. Or you could go Mito, or you could go. Yeah. It just doesn't. Say, it doesn't sound great, does it? Like when you start leaving out Scheffler, Ram, Hovland, Kepka, it doesn't sound great. Yeah. No, it doesn't. That that's and that's what you've got to either get over or decide you've got to build your lineups in a different way. Uh, what can I do here, Mito? Who do we like at sixty-seven hundred? So you've got Post and Herbert, Moronk, Stallings, Hardy, Hughes, Munoz, Dantop. So Dantop's out for me. Hughes? Should we just say Hughes for now for the benefit of this? Yeah, I like Hughes. That gives you Kepka, Hovland, Rose, Bryson, Hughes, Pereira. Kepka, Hovland. I don't want to play Kepka. You don't want to play Kepka? No. Okay. Can't lay? Yeah, so then you're, you're that's even better then. You're, you're better off. Um, see here if we can do... I'd love to get this guy in somehow, but I think we can. So if you start with Cantley, Hovland, Hatton, Bryson, that gives you 6,600 for the last two. Yeah, yeah. So if you if, if you can get in one of the lower guys again and you can get Patrick Rogers a sixty nine, you can have a sixty three hundred guy. I just I just think those low sixes are so bad. So I think what we're learning here is if you want to double stack two guys ninety eight hundred and above, Scheffler can't be one of them. No. And and if you do um Cantley Hovland or, or whatever, like you can't go you can't go high eights either. No really. No. Which is okay if you don't want if you don't want to play Hatton, then it's okay, I think, because you can right. just basically play anybody else. Hideki could maybe work, maybe. Yeah, um, so let's, let's go. Cantley, Hovland, Hideki. I've said Bryson's name here which, every single time, which basically means I love Bryson, but I don't hate being in that position. To be honest, like I feel pretty good about it. Um, Sixty-six. You got Ortiz, Lane Gask. Lane Gask is playing really solid golf. There's Harrington there. So you could go Hovland, Cantley, Bryson, Hideki, Rogers, Harrington. Right. Yeah, I like that. You got I think you do have to take a chance on somebody like uh, a Had, uh, Harrington or I'm saying Puig or like. Yeah. You got to just. You can't just play all the guys who are going to be ten percent and above. No, it can't be done. So you've got. You've got to go. You've got to find a low price, but that's where the, the it's going to be won, right? Like you've got to you've got to nail that sixty-five to sixty-nine hundred or sixty-seven hundred yep. pick, really. Um, if you can somehow get Putnam in at sixty-eight, I think Moronk sixty-seven, Hughes sixty-seven is good. 
if you start finding yourself in you need to find two in 65 or 6600 you need to probably look at construction yeah i, I like munoz too there i think he's starting to play better yeah i like it matt i think that probably sums us up there i think we've got a good good group uh good talk about there 10k and above because of what we just learned about scheffler does that change your mind or is scheffler the guy i'm still gonna play scheffler i'm just gonna have to go like uh skip down a little bit afterwards I'm going to play Hovland because I think he really goes close. Uh, 9Ks. I don't love the 9Ks. Um, it would be Morikawa for me at 9.3. For me, it would be Cam at 9. Hatton 8K is very easy for me. Very easy for everyone. But Hideki for me. 7K will have a couple. It'll be Bryson, Bryson and Rose. And then I'll go with Denny McCarthy as well. Um, I'm going to go Bryson and I'm going to take a shot on Garcia. You don't see, you don't seem too enthralled by Rose. Is that just ownership? Yeah, it's ownership. And I just feel like I'm late. I missed, I don't know. I just, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, six guy. I love Patrick Rogers, which is probably not a great position to be in. Uh, Patrick Rogers, Mackenzie Hughes, Moronk, Podrick. Yeah, I did want to say this too. Woodland's going to be really popular for anyone wondering that, um, as it seems like he has been at all these majors. Um, yeah, that can that lit down can go somewhere else. I'm not keen. Six Ks. I, I kind of like Peters at 6800. Good US. Uh, some pretty good US Open finishes. Um, Munoz. I, li- I like Munoz at 67. I, I I have a similar gut feel to you and Harrington. I don't know why. Definitely could backfire. And the one that I'm taking a shot on that I don't feel right about advising others too is Puig at 6500 yeah that that guy for me would be Del Rey at 63 just because he can bash it off the tee if that's needed yeah Matt there's another major in the books um, let, let, let's just go who's going to win the US Open I'm um, Victor Hovland I think it's probably going to be Scheffler but um, for, for fun here I, might, I, mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised and I think that Bryson DeChambeau could win so Bryson I think is one of our value bets that's yeah our, that's our one. Cool. Matt, love it. Uh, we'll catch you during the week. Keep an eye out for Matt's tips and his first round leader picks because they are on fire. He's going to enter the Millie, so hopefully you can see those guys in there. Um, yeah, have a week. All right, let's do it. Another one. <laughs> <laughs>